With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I have been summoned to discuss DeAndre Hopkins. See you after the jump. Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue. Faces turn red. And rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. The Lions just traded a conditional 2026 seventh round pick for a kicker. Why wouldn't they do that to pick up DeAndre Hopkins? one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. There are actually a few reasons why they would not do that. The first is his contract. Like there, There's a thing where it was voided in 2024 if he hit certain milestones. But to do that this year, he'd have to have 179 catches. Not happening. 2,404 yards. Also not happening. 23 touchdowns. Also not happening. Or somehow be named All-Pro three times in one year which I guess, like, kick returner. And if he played a position on defense, it's possible, but I I can't imagine that that has ever actually happened. So the deal also was two years, $34 million. And that's the absolute uppermost ceiling of a potential DeAndre Hopkins deal. I won't be more money than that unless it is longer than that which decreases the likelihood of Hopkins actually seeing the end of the contract because he's 30 uh he has had injuries and suspensions in the last two years uh he's only played 19 out of 34 possible games in two years and he just turned 30 uh he got popped for PEDs but it was while he was recovering from surgery and he played really well afterward, uh, which generally when guys get popped for PEDs, they don't come back and continue being on said PEDs. Uh, but he didn't play in week 17 and 18. So there's health and or effort questions, which uh, just on his deal didn't make sense for teams. If the, that, That's why the whole NFL kind of turned that down conceptually, if that makes sense. Um, and did I mention he's 30? But here's why they could consider signing him as opposed to trading for him. Um, The first thing is nobody's future contract is getting messed up by DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Nobody's backing up $20 million a year to sign this guy, or they would have just traded for him. Um, Something like three years, 45 or even four for 60, knowing that that last year is probably not going to happen. uh, That that could be something that could have worked. Um, 
But as far as future contracts go, uh, at, at the wide receiver spot, uh, the Lions only have Amon Ra and Jamo under contract next year. Uh, that being Amon Ra, Jamo, and D-Hop doesn't really stop them from doing anything ever, if that makes sense. Uh, like, they might extend St. Brown before the 24 season, but if they do, it's going to be a long contract. So his cap numbers won't get big until DeAndre Hopkins is no longer a factor. Like, realistically speaking, D-Hop probably has three years at the most of productive play and Amon Ra's contract would likely start getting big in about year three, which would be the year after DeAndre Hopkins was most likely gone. Uh, Reynolds Jones and Raymond might not be brought back. Uh, but if you would rather have any of those guys than DeAndre Hopkins, I don't know what to tell you because that's madness. Uh, <laughs> Those guys combined for $11 million in cap space, that likely all but covers DeAndre Hopkins' second year, if that makes sense. Like, it'll probably be higher than that, but that $11 million will be more than half of DeAndre Hopkins' cap hit. So, DeAndre Hopkins and there's really nothing else. Like, the the same thing goes... For St. Brown, uh, the same thing goes for Goff. If he does sign a contract next year, the cap number will not be prohibitively large until like 2026 at the absolutely earliest, probably 2027, if that makes sense, which like contracts, the cap hit starts small and gets bigger as the years go. That is just the way NFL contracts work to varying degrees, pretty much without fail. Uh, So even Jonah Jackson, re-signing him next year has nothing to do with DeAndre Hopkins. Because because by the time his cap hit is huge or even big, basically DeAndre Hopkins is no longer a factor. Uh, same thing for Sewell. Same thing for McNeil. All of those guys, if they re-sign next year, will be re-signing long-term extensions. And if they're not signing long-term extensions... They just won't sign until the next year, which pushes, which pushes their big cap hit even farther into the future beyond the years where DeAndre Hopkins will even be here. Have you followed me so far? Uh, The same thing goes for all of the defensive backs that are on a one-year deal in 2023. If C.J. Gardner-Johnson comes back after this year, it's going to be on a longer-than-one-year deal. He's the kind of player where this is a... Basically, the team is feeling him out, and he's feeling out the team, if that makes sense. Like... Is Aaron Glenn back next year? That probably plays into whether or not Gardner Johnson would want to come back as well. But at that point, that would be three hiring cycles where his defensive coordinator of choice didn't get a job somewhere. And it generally doesn't just magically happen shortly thereafter, if that makes sense. Like if the league passes on him three times, there's a pretty good chance Aaron Glenn is here for a long time. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley. If he's back, it's probably not going to be on a one-year deal. And if it is on a one-year deal, it will not be a big one-year deal. Uh, Halapulavati Vitae. Like, do they even want him back? I have absolutely no idea. If that makes sense. Like, are you guys following this so far? It, it's not that complicated, really. Uh, last year's draft class doesn't hit free agency until 26. Uh, so they won't have cap hits that matter until at a bare minimum. 27, which again, 
Like DeAndre Hopkins is not signing a like eight year mega deal. Like this is not going to be a Megatron contract where every year you can't cut him, even if you wanted to, or if he retires, it's the end of the world. This will be a deal where he gets a nice big signing bonus, but you probably save money any year that you want to move on from him. That's just when a receiver is over 30 and is coming off of injuries, suspensions, all sorts of things that give you questions like that. That's kind of what you're dealing with. Like, I don't think he is going to come to the lions for a one year deal. That's probably not an option. Like he's the lions would have to give up more than that. But the good news for lions fans who would like us to pick up Deandre Hopkins is there is absolutely nothing preventing the Detroit lions from doing that other than wanting to, and him wanting to come to Detroit. Have a good day. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. Yes. You've had enough of that shit.